The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Today's show is going to feature segments that highlight the four pillars of Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. Annex Wealth Management is built as a team of highly talented, dedicated employees who work on behalf of our clients. The next hour will be a great sample of how we operate. Today, we're going to cover various aspects of retirement planning. Got a special piece on Generation X. It's their time to focus on retirement, which is now on the horizon. Two great pieces are coming from our estate planning department. One about celebrities who made major mistakes when setting up estate plans. And the second is when a home is deeded to someone else. There are reasons why that might occur, and we'll cover them. Annex Wealth Management works with companies to help build benefit programs that attract and retain great employees, something that's going to be very important in 2023. But there's a lot of jargon thrown around that can confuse employees. We'll go over that jargon and help decode it. We always say, know the difference. Every once in a while, we have clients tell their Annex story. We call that, hear the difference. We can say all sorts of good things about ourselves, but when clients share, it can be very powerful. Maybe a late Christmas gift to your kids. You might have a great plan set up yourself. But we're going to cover what 30 and 40-somethings do to complicate or even endanger their retirement planning. That story is on our Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. Might be a great thing to share with your kids. Also in the show today, one of our most popular segments, Millionaire Myths. There are many. If that's your situation, we think you'll agree. It wasn't handed to you. It wasn't easy. It took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I think you'll like it. All that on the Christmas Day edition of Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine. Chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only fiduciary uniquely equipped to assist with a variety of our clients, greatest generation to millennials, and contained within those groups, though, Generation X. Can't forget them, and that's what we're going to talk about here To do them, joined by Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development at Annex Wealth Management, also a CFP and a CDFA. Hey, Deanne. Hey, Danny. Also a Gen X. You're welcome. Yes, I definitely am. So most of Gen X is not on the doorstep of retirement, but they're in the neighborhood, right? And that means that they should increase their focus and take some definitive steps at this point. Let's talk about Gen X and retirement. Well, so often by the time you are seasoned to an age of 50, let's say, you've learned and incorporated several habits and hopefully lessons 
lessons into your financial behavior and, and the choices that you make. Now, these can become powerful behaviors that can be built into a financial plan, such as saving into a retirement plan, you know, watching your debt amounts and forecasting what you'll need in retirement. Most Gen Xers are really doing a balancing act, right? They get careers, mm-hmm. aging parents, college expenses, COVID. It would be natural, but a mistake to put off investment and retirement planning. Absolutely. So while it's natural to want to take care of loved ones, it is a balancing act. As you say, you really need to make sure that that oxygen mask is on yourself first. Make sure that your future needs are realistically met before you can comfortably assist others. Because if you deplete yourself, you could actually end up being a burden on your loved ones. And most people don't want that. Now, in your experience, when somebody hires Annex Wealth Management, are we their first financial advisor? Well, not always. So many times one thinks they need assistance, but they aren't sure how to get the help they need. And most people will just start with investment management. And, you know, Danny, as we know, there are many, many advisors out there who do just that, just investment management. But if that's the only planning that's being done, how do you know if you'll meet your goals or when you will? And that's why the financial plan makes such a difference. Now, in terms of reassessing risk. That's something that should be done continually from two points of view. First, that risk capacity. So how much time does someone have toward their goal? So if they were going to use a chunk of money in a few months, let's say, to pay college tuition, which I can relate to, or buy a new car, one wouldn't want to subject it to the volatility of the stock market for that particular piece. However, if one's looking to retire, and then of course, live past and into retirement, another 20 to 30 years, perhaps, then stocks are needed for growth. Then the allocation depends on the timing of cash flows and the paycheck replacement and where that will come from first. So is it coming from a pension, social security, dividends and interest maybe that are being earned off your investments? The other part of risk is tolerance. Now that we talk about a lot, Danny, that's that visceral reaction a person might have to market swings and that impacts the value of the portfolios. Again, this is where the financial plan comes in too. Many people come to the realization they need to plan as they're gearing up to retirement. I'm the marketing guy, so I'm always curious. For those of our clients who have joined us from somewhere else, what do they say is different about Annex? Well, so I think it's the value of the entire team. All of the CFPs, CPAs, attorneys, planners, All those people who make sure that all the planning is done holistically around all of our clients, the tax planning, retirement planning, budget, even estate planning, business succession planning, executive benefit analysis we do now, analyzing insurance needs, including long-term care, along with those chartered financial analysts. And those are, that's the highest designation a CFA given for a mutual fund manager. Uh, And we do have a former mutual fund manager, of course, who heads the show, Derek Felsky, our chief investment officer. All that team actually watches and manages the investments. And this is all in one shop. So instead of a client saying, hey, I have a guy, they actually have an entire company of minds at their disposal, multiple minds assessing client needs. Now that is value added. Mm-hmm. We're with Deanne Phillips, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, talking about Gen X and retirement. COVID changed the target date for a lot of people because of uncertainty. Yeah, some Gen X are sure, and not for the reason you might think. I mean, anecdotally, I'm hearing people say COVID taught them how much they actually liked being around people and interactions of working and missed that in the last year, and they value that, and they don't want to give that up. I'm hearing more of that than actual financial concerns. So they say, what do I do if I retire as we're building a new world and interacting differently with people? And some have work saying they aren't even setting a time for them to return to offices, if ever. 
forever. So this changes people's social needs. We talk a lot about portfolio analysis done by that financial planning team. It's so important because that's where we can assess things like assets, where those assets are, but also debt. Yeah, now debt, not all debt is bad. Now, older Gen Xers might have heard their parents or grandparents, the greatest generation, say, don't have debt, pay off your house. But in these times of ultra-low interest rates, if a portfolio is making more, why pay off the remainder of the mortgage, especially if it's mostly principal you're paying and not interest? So that could be smart debt and could help one stay liquid instead of locking the cash up in the equity of your house. Now, consumer debt, so credit card debt, on the other hand, usually comes with higher interest rates, and that should have a game plan around it in order to pay it off in the most tax-efficient way, especially heading into retirement. Does Gen X need a state planning? Definitely. Now, technically, everyone does. Even that 18-year-old heading off to college for the first time, they're a legal adult. They should have that health care power of attorney or at least an updated HIPAA form. In case they have a health care crisis, their parent can be contacted. However, in different stages of our lives, our estate plan needs change. They can become more complex as we accumulate wealth and our circumstances change. So that's why wills and trusts should be looked at every few years or during a circumstance change. Deanne Phillips of Annex Wealth Management, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. It's the Christmas Day edition of Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. I'm Dave Spano, President and CEO. Up next, celebrities and estate plans that went haywire and how it could have been prevented. We'll be right back on 92.5 Fox News. Somebody asks, you good? Good seems to be our common response socially. How's work? How was the trip? How's the family? They're good. For the most part, it's our standard response without saying much at all. So how's your money? How are your investments? How are your retirement plans? Given the markets, inflation, and a looming recession, it might be hard to even answer. Good. It's time to get an honest assessment of where you are and where you're headed. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, we work to learn what's important to you. Annex will build a plan that addresses your financial, retirement, tax, and estate planning. The fee-only fiduciary team at Annex Wealth Management can change the conversation. We don't want you to answer good. We want you to feel the confidence of saying, great. One team, one plan, one fee. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? There is no shortage of stories about celebrities who die without proper wills and estate plans. Just because somebody's got fame and fortune doesn't mean they avoid making the same kind of mistakes everybody else can make. Jill Martin is a estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Back to talk about this. Hey, Jill. Hi, Danny. We talk about this stuff all the time, and I wish we had a whole hour, and we wouldn't even come close to all of the celebrity mistakes. Let's concentrate on a few. Absolutely. Sounds right, good. Let's start with the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. So she died. Her estate was estimated to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Didn't look like she had a will. So her sons approved a cousin to act as the executor. But then three handwritten, almost illegible documents were found. One, you said, was in a couch cushion? It was. So problem solved. You got a will. Well, you would think, but no, not as easy as that goes, right? So the problem was is 
Did they satisfy all the legal requirements to be a will? Were they executed properly? You need witnesses whenever you write a last will and testament. So it gets to be really messy. And so now they had all of these issues of, are these valid? Which one is the most recent? And what do we follow and what do we do? And she had four sons. One of those sons had diminished mental capacity. And within one of those documents was just a handwritten instruction to, quote, take care of him. That's not enough. That's generally not going to be enough, right? What does that mean? Does that mean give him money? Does that mean hold money for his benefit? And then how do you use that money for his benefit? Too generic. Plus, she had about $8 million in unpaid taxes. So somebody's got to figure out how that's getting paid. Right. Her poor CPA is probably cringing. Unfortunately, celebrities have a lot of issues that surround them. And if you don't surround yourself with good advisors and good people to support that, their issues are going to be magnified. Let's go on to Prince. Prince died with no will, but a massive estate, like hundreds of million dollars. Dozens of claimants surfaced. He's got six siblings. Last thing I saw was so far, like $45 million had been spent just on administration, $10 million in legal fees alone. Yes, because there was no will. And he had an interesting family dynamic where there were lots of half brothers and half sisters. And he had been married and divorced. And right. Who are his heirs? That becomes an exercise of genealogy just to figure out who would be a rightful heir to take, which that took years of litigation to sort through in and of itself. You know, the other thing that's really big with his estate is, is obviously music royalties, use of a likeness. How do you value that? The executors for his estate came in and said, we think his whole estate all in is worth, you know, about 82, 83 million. The IRS, after the estate tax return was filed, said, "Mm, yeah, we think it's about double that. Write us another check for another $33 million in estate tax. So it becomes a really, really difficult thing to plan when you have no idea the valuation. Larry King died, married eight times, seven women. Sean King, the latest wife, but they were in divorce proceedings, but I guess it was stalled. She was the executor of his estate according to a 2015 will, but now there's a handwritten will that came up from 2019, and it only splits his assets between the five kids, so she's pushing back on that. Larry King Jr. says he's got priority over the latest wife, but the wife says a handwritten will violates two post-nuptial agreements. Right? You can't make this stuff up, can you? I mean, the other part of this is this handwritten will from 2017 was before two of his children had passed away. So now, in addition, he only has three surviving children. So what happens to those other two-fifths? It demonstrates that while best laid intentions to get something written down quickly to make sure your wishes are in place is it actually leads to more problems. Tony Shea is not a household name, but he founded Zappos. When he died, he was worth $840 million. And again, you saw this coming. No will. Resident of Nevada. And according to their interstate succession laws, his parents would inherit the entire estate. But there's no records. There's just instructions on sticky notes. He had real estate investments as various LLCs. And there's debt to pay. So his family's going to get nailed with this huge tax bill. Well, and again, it's not the family, right? So if we're projecting his estate to be in the $850 million, dollar range. Take off the debts. The debts will get settled as part of that. But then whatever's left, 40% of that is going to go to the IRS as part of an estate tax payment before the family gets a dollar. You know, how much of that $840 million was liquid? You know, that becomes a really big question. Do you have to sell off a bunch of things? I think I've already seen that they're selling off some of his real estate investments and hotels that maybe he had in Nevada because they need cash. (laughs) 
At Annex Wealth Management, you don't have to be the queen of soul, the master of purple rain, a successful talk show host, or an internet pioneer. Put things in the proper place with the right kind of estate plan that's part of your larger financial plan. That's what we do. Jill Martin, estate planning attorney, Annex Wealth Management. I know this is going to happen again. We'll talk about this again. I'm sure we will. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Annex Wealth Management works to build strong benefit programs for companies that attract and retain great talent. But employees can get confused if things aren't presented using easy-to-understand terms. We'll talk about 401k plans and their jargon next. That's on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Used to be the standard retirement plan was after working 40 or so years, you'd get the gold watch, walk out the door to see what was next, if anything. That was then, this is now. We're in an age of retirement redefined and hopefully retirement that lasts a long time. The go-go years are now the this is my time years. It's time for second acts, new ventures. You bet you busted it hard while working, but watch out now, your bucket list is full. At Annex Wealth Management, we get it. Oh, do we get it. That's why our investment, retirement, tax, and estate teams are ready to create a comprehensive plan that lets you get after it, no matter what your it is. Your plan needs to work with precision to help deliver the retirement you desire. You're not done yet. It's time to know the difference and work with a fee-only fiduciary. Retirement redefined. If you're ready, so are we. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference? When you hear the word jargon, that means special words or expressions that are used by a particular profession or group that are difficult for others to understand. Right, Tom? That is correct. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex, is here. Jargon in finance can really be intimidating. We try to take complex things and we make it simple. But let's talk about 401k jargon. Okay? Yeah, there is no shortage of jargon. Throw them at me. Let's see what we got. Yeah. And this comes from a recent study about the language of defined contribution plans from Invesco and found there's a disconnect between the language that sponsors use and the language that everyday investors understand. And I've got to throw the flag. You already early. used like two of the buzzwords well, well, you know in that description. Amen, brother. I've got to throw the flag. Defined contribution plans. What is that? Think 401k plan. Why they're, don't they just say 401k plan? Well, because there are different types of defined contribution plans. So are profit sharing plans. So think of it like this. The two are defined benefit and defined contribution. Those words are actually super helpful because the way a 401k plan works is it is defined by the money that you put into it, right? And so the money that you contribute to the plan, that's what all the rules surround. Whereas in a pension plan, a defined benefit a lot of times you're not putting any money in yourself. Even if you are, though, what is defined is here's how much you're going to get out of it at some point in time. So define contribution. Think these are the rules about putting money into the plan, you know, annual uh, limits and all that stuff. Define benefit. Think pension. Here's how much you're going to get out of it. Because you don't know how much you're going to get out of your 401k plan, okay. but you do know how much you're putting into it. You've held a little. Okay. Let's go through some others. Maybe that's going to be the hardest. What is vesting? Vesting. Okay. I always tell people when you think of vesting, think of it like this. Vesting is the money that you get to take with you when you leave your employer. So people will ask me a lot about this when we're talking 401k plans. And I tell them, you don't need to worry about it. As long as you're still working, vesting really, quite frankly, is irrelevant because it only matters when you leave. So it's the portion of your employer contribution. Sometimes there is a vesting schedule, meaning for each year that you work for the employer, you accrue a little bit more and a little bit more 
uh, ownership in that money. And then at a certain point, you're 100% vested or you have 100% ownership in it, regardless of when you leave. Okay. Some other jargon you might hear in 401ks, fiduciary or plan fiduciary. We use the word fiduciary all the time here at Annex. Right. So a fiduciary is somebody who has a legal financial duty to somebody else. So we at Annex have a legal financial duty to all of our clients. The thing that's different in a 401k plan is the employer is also a fiduciary. They have that legal financial responsibility to act in the best interest of their employees. So if I own ABC Trucking, and I probably should have checked to see if there's actually an ABC Trucking, if I own ABC Trucking and I have a 401k plan for my employees, I am a fiduciary. Yes. Here's another in the 401k jargon terms, target date. So now this one I feel like is pretty straightforward. The idea with a target date fund is it's a, an investment, a mutual fund that is kind of a fund of funds. And the whole idea of it is you target a certain date in the future for your retirement. And then the manner in which that account is invested takes that into consideration. So generally speaking, let's say you've got a 2050 Vanguard target date fund or a T. Rowe Price target date fund or whatever. That means that you're targeting 2050 as the date for your retirement. So that's like 30 years from now, right? So it's going to that particular fund is going to be invested pretty aggressively right now, but then over time as you get closer to retirement, it will gradually change to become more conservative. And that's where it leads into the other another uh, question you were going to ask me about is glide path. And so the idea, if you think of a glide path, think of it as an airplane, because that's where they came up with the analogy. So as a plane is approaching the runway, just as you're approaching retirement, think of it like that, the altitude changes, the speed changes. Think of that, the risk changes in your portfolio. It's gradually getting lower. So we think high risk, high altitude, low risk, low altitude. So that's where they came up with the idea of a glide path in a target date retirement fund. So we get to knock out two of them with that explanation. Did that that help? It did. Target dates sound really smart. They're a great option for a lot of people. 401k jargon. How about safe harbor? What is that? And this happened to us last week, as a matter of fact. So our HR director sent out an email and said, hey, everyone, your safe harbor contribution is going to be deposited. You know, go check it out. And I, you may recall, replied to everyone, said, for those of you who don't know what that means, think profit sharing contribution. What does qualified plan mean? There you go. So that's another other one that's pretty good, straightforward. Basically, a qualified plan is one that is eligible for special tax treatment and tax benefits. Those benefits can be tax benefits that you receive now, like in the case of a traditional pre-tax, or it could be one a benefit that you receive later in the case of Roth. But really qualified just means the IRS has put its stamp of approval, and now you're going to get some special tax benefits out of it. We're running through some 401k jargon terms. Those are good. Thank you. Tom, in what you do with Annex, how do we simplify things for companies? Especially for those planned fiduciaries, is we help them understand what those responsibilities are. You don't necessarily have to understand all these precise details, I'm still going to tell you about them because I want you to be aware of them. And then I want you to be comfortable knowing that we know what we're talking about and we're taking good care of it for you. The burden is always on those fiduciaries, but we really try to help people better understand and become more comfortable that they know things are being taken care of the way they're supposed to. Well, and when it comes to recruiting, you got to have good benefits. You should have a good 401k. 41% of people in this survey said they would take a 10% pay cut for a company that pays attention to wellness. If you are an employer 
and you don't think that your benefits are something that people are looking at when they're deciding where they're going to go to work, you're missing the boat. Absolutely. These benefits are important. And explaining them to your employees, that's the other thing that we spend a lot of time doing, is helping employees. We try to avoid some of the participant is a word. That's another term. People are like, what is that? It's somebody who participates in a 401k plan. Employees just a better way of saying that. So that's a big part of our education is both for the employer and the employee. It's just different depending on the subject matter. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex. Thanks. Thank you. I'm Dave Spano, president of Annex Wealth Management. This is a special Christmas Day edition of our show. What do our clients say about Annex? We'll find out next when you hear the difference. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show a 92.5 Fox News. Comfort shows. You'd think with all the different shows streaming, you'd watch something different every night. Instead, the list of shows you plan to watch grows, but you're stuck re-watching Friends for the 48th time. Why do we do that? Because it's comfortable. It's the same for financial advice. You want financial advice? You could search Google or YouTube or Reddit and find options from experts of all stripes. Even then, we resort to behaviors that make us feel comfortable, even if that behavior is nothing. At Annex Wealth Management, we understand that during times like this, it's tempting to do nothing at all, but that means you're back to watching repeats again. It's time to change the channel. Take a look at where you are and where you're headed. Reevaluate your goals. Understand what you own and why. Put your plan through our rigorous financial analysis. Annex can help. AnnexWealth.com. Set up a time when we can talk. Know the difference and work with a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. The Week in Review, Know the Difference Minutes, team segments, planning topics, including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. During our shows, we share the thoughts and talents of our team in hopes that you make the decision to partner with Annex Wealth Management for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. We believe in what we do and how we do it. But what's it like in the real world with real clients of Annex Wealth Management? Joining me is a longtime client of ours. And for sake of this segment, we're going to just give you a little anonymity and just call you Dan. That cool? That sounds great, Dan. That's great. Well, welcome to the show, Dan. Right at the top, because we operate in complete transparency, it's important for the audience to understand you are a client of Annex Wealth Management. That is correct. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment. Correct. And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. Correct. Let's get to the fun stuff. Dan, how far back do you go with Annex Wealth Management? I first interviewed Annex in late 2007, and I officially joined as a client in February 2008. You're a smart guy. You're a medical doctor. Was there a do-it-yourself portion when it came to investment and retirement planning? I did all my investment and retirement planning until I joined Annex. Everything? Everything. Read the papers, kept up on the charts, made your moves, all that stuff. Correct. I wanted to consider hiring someone prior to that. Over the years, I had looked at different firms and different advisors, but I never found someone that I felt gave me a value for what they were offering. And I felt that many of the people were more interested in their fees and what they could get from me rather than what they could do for me and help work with me 
on my long-term plan. Was there a moment on the path to retirement that you said, you know what, I probably really should have a pro in place? I considered in the early 1990s hiring someone, and over the years, I periodically looked at different people. And then in 2007, I said to my wife, I've reached a point in my life where I want to have more free time. I don't want to have to do studying and wondering about investing and making all my financial decisions and planning decisions on my own. I had accumulated a fair amount of assets at that point, and I wanted to have more time with my wife and family. And so I decided that I was going to hire someone, and there were better options by that point. The whole financial planning environment had changed where there were better firms and that were more concerned about clients than just charging fees. What was it that led you to choose Annex Wealth Management as the partner? In late 2007, I researched a bunch of different firms and I picked four of them. I made my wife go along and I interviewed all four firms. I had a list of questions I prepared and I asked all of them the same questions. After discussion and looking at all of my options and having interviewed everyone, I spoke with my wife and I decided that Annex Wealth Management offered me the best team to work with. Things I liked about Annex is that it was more than one person. It was several people and they offered different areas of expertise. Also, they were going to work as a fiduciary. They were going to charge me a percentage of assets based on a yearly percentage that covered all of my financial planning, not just investing, but if I had questions about paying my mortgage early or how much money should I save for my kid's college education or if I should invest in other things or how much I should put in retirement assets versus other assets. And so I really wanted someone to help me with that also to talk about tax management, to talk about as I got older, if I needed long-term care insurance and just a number of financial questions. And the thing I really liked about Annex is I didn't get charged an extra fee for every question I asked. When I used to meet with my accountant, if I would ask an extra question, there was an extra fee. And with Annex, I knew what I was paying and it was a percentage and it was the same every year. And for that, I could ask any questions that I wanted. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. We're chatting with Dan, a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. So you've been with us over 13 years. I know what got you in here, but how did we keep you for all these years? Annex has been a great partner for me and my family. The reasons I hired Annex in the first place continue to be true over time. They took away a lot of work for me. I no longer had to study and figure out my asset allocation and what things I wanted to invest in. Annex took over all that. My financial planning decisions regarding funding my kids' college versus my retirement versus paying down the mortgage and other financial decisions, they helped me go through all those decisions so I didn't have to do the homework that I did previously. As I moved along in my life, different decisions came up. I'm older now and I moved towards retirement. They helped me make a decision as to when I could retire and how much money I needed to retire. They helped me decide what to do as far as long-term care insurance. They helped me decide what to do with health insurance as I retired. All of those decisions and questions I was able to discuss with my team at Annex, and they were able to give me advice, and they didn't charge me any extra money for discussing those. I just have the one fee, which covers all my investments, but it covers all my financial questions and decision-making. The other thing and the other reason that I really wanted to hire someone is that if something happened to me, my wife would not know what to do, and I did not want to ever leave her in a situation if I would pass away for some reason that she wouldn't know what to do. Now with having Annex and having all my assets and all my paperwork here, if something happened to me, she would come in and talk to the team and they would take care of her and everything is already set up. 
Let's talk about the really good stuff. How's being retired? Being retired is great. I am very happy in my decision. It was hard for me to leave medicine, which has been a huge part of my life, and my patients are like an extended family to me. I was very fortunate. I had awesome patients who were really good people, and many of whom I had known for more than 20 years, and I had a long-term relationship with them, so that's the hardest part of But also in medicine, I worked a lot more than 40 hours a week. It took away from my family, and so I reached a point in my life where I wanted to devote more time and energy to my family, and I felt I owed them that, and that's the main reason I retired. Know the difference. The place to start with investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Dan is a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. Dan, thank you for letting us be part of what sounds like a wonderful start to a retirement. Thank you very much, Danny. One of our most popular segments is up next. It's called Millionaire Myths. If you've worked hard and reached that status, you're probably very sick of comments like, you had it handed to you. You and I know nothing could be farther from the truth. Stick around. That is next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine, chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Brandon Lehman, a wealth manager and director of branch development at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Danny, good to see you. According to Fidelity's Millionaire Outlook study, the vast majority of millionaires, 82%, are self-made. They didn't inherit money. They built their wealth themselves. Let's talk about that because we have a list of millionaire myths, and I'm sure you've run into some. Oh, yeah. There's quite a few stories out there of you know what do you need to do, how you are. And, and one of the biggest ones to me kind of jumps into number one there, and I'll let you run with it. But it's really important. It's not what you make. It's what you keep. And I think this must be frustrating for people that have achieved millionaire status. Let's go with number one. If you have a high salary, you are set for life. You would think that. And, and sometimes that's kind of the myth out there is you make a lot of money, you're going to have a lot of money. But really, some people grow into that income. They grow into that high salary and they actually don't save. They want to keep up with the Joneses. But really, it's there are certain individuals who have sat down and said, you know what, to be a millionaire, I do have a high salary, but I am going to save this. I'm going to save that. Diligently focused on saving as much as they could to better themselves for retirement. And that's really what they're concerned with. A lot of millionaires, it's not the now. It's when can I finally retire? And you'll see later on in some of these myths that it's actually a lot later in life, they work harder. Fidelity study found that on average, 31% of millionaires' salaries go to savings. So right, they're putting in. Yeah, that is their number one goal is just to put away to put away. 
Millionaire myth number two, it's all luck. That is very much a myth because a lot of the folks that we talk to here at Annex have worked extremely hard. They put in long hours, long nights, long days, time away from their family to build this legacy, not just for themselves, but sometimes for their family. They're doing it and they're putting in the time and the effort to get to where they want to be. Millionaire myth number three, you have to make all your money before you retire. See, that one is great to me because when I think about it, there are so many people that I've met throughout my career that were not millionaires before they retired, but they went into retirement and they did two things. First off, they continued to remain invested. They didn't do bring it all down, be cautious, be safe. They said, you know what? We have a long time frame. some situations, 30 plus years in retirement. We need to keep this growing for us. The second thing they did is they watched their spending. Seeing a common theme here. They watched how much they were spending and where their dollars were going. Millionaire myth number four, you must have a fancy college degree. That is extremely inaccurate. While it does help to have a great degree from a Harvard, a Yale, things like that, you know, the vast majority of people do not. They are self-made millionaires who have gone out and started a business and put in the time, put in the effort, and were able to find a niche or an opportunity to grow that business. The key is they put in the effort, they put in the work, and they strived so hard and put so much forth to grow their wealth to reach that millionaire status. You know the classic book from the 80s. I read it, The Millionaire Next Door. I think one of the best lines I've ever heard is, you know, the farmer next door really is a millionaire, a multimillionaire now with you look at land prices and where they're at. But, you know, they, they work hard, they save their money, and they don't overspend. Millionaire myth number five, they work for big banks, law firms, and tech companies. Well, some of them do. Yeah. Yeah, there's, they definitely do. But the vast majority do not. You know, you look at it, 66% of millionaires own their own business. They start out, they have nothing. They, they pour their heart and soul into this, whatever business they have, whether it's owning a paper printing company or a clothing store, whatever they, they do, they pour their heart and soul into it. And it takes years. And that's what people don't see is all those years of sweat equity that they put into it. The famous thing I've always seen on LinkedIn, I, I love LinkedIn. And is you see the the pyramid of the first, second, and third place, and they're standing in the first place position. But underneath that pyramid, under the ground, is all that sweat equity, that work they put in over 10, 15, 20, 30 plus years to build that business. Millionaire myth number six, success comes easily and early. Oh, that's a great one. One, nothing in life is easy when it comes to hard work. But the second thing that is extremely important is you're seeing the age of millionaires get older and older because they are working harder and working longer. Maybe 70 is the new 55 but they continue to strive and they diversify their income streams. This is one that has always been interesting to me when I sit down and meet with millionaires and specifically business owners. The one thing I always notice is the same across the board. They own the business, but then they own the building in a separate business in which the business is housed, the business pays them rent. So they're able to diversify their income streams. And then if they sell the business, maybe they keep the building. That is a common one you see as well. We got two more. Millionaire myth number seven, they don't have anything to worry about. That is a big myth because everybody has the same thing to worry about and it's always health. A lot of these folks, especially small business owners, have put everything behind them just to make sure their business takes off. A lot of people have put 
everything they can into their business and kind of pushed off their health. And that's something we tend to see too. These small business owners have worked so hard and they've forgotten about taking care of themselves. And that's a big concern when they come in here. They say, you know, I've worked 30, 40 years. It's time for me to take care of myself. The other thing is, you know, how do they leave money behind? A legacy is so important to a lot of these folks. They want to take care of their family, take care of their kids. And then just financial security. You work, 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 save, save, save. And then at some point that flips and now you're not saving, you're withdrawing. And that's a scary moment for a lot of folks. And the millionaire myth number eight, the final, they've got their future all figured out. That's the reason we're around. They come in here, they are experts at what they do. And I, and I say this all the time. They are the subject matter experts or in the military, we call it, they're the SMEs in their area. But there's other areas where they're just not as comfortable. So they come to Annex and they sit down with us because we can bring all those teams to them. We bring the experts in the tax, we bring the experts in the estate, we bring the experts in the planning and the investment. This way, they don't have to worry about having it figured out because they know they have a team behind them to figure it out for them and they can worry about the things they want to do and take care of their health, their family, and their future. We are ready to assist investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. Danny, thank you. Dave Spano, president of Annex Wealth Management. We work with everyone from the greatest generation to people just getting started. What are the common mistakes 30 and 40-somethings make? That's next on a special Christmas Day edition of Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Somebody asks, you good? Good seems to be our common response socially. How's work? How was the trip? How's the family? They're good. For the most part, it's our standard response without saying much at all. So how's your money? How are your investments? How are your retirement plans? Given the markets, inflation, and a looming recession, it might be hard to even answer. Good. It's time to get an honest assessment of where you are and where you're headed. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, we work to learn what's important to you. Annex will build a plan that addresses your financial, retirement, tax, and estate planning. The fee-only fiduciary team at Annex Wealth Management can change the conversation. We don't want you to answer good. We want you to feel the confidence of saying, great. One team, one plan, one fee. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Our clients range from the greatest generation all the way to millennials. But each plan is unique because each client is unique, and we understand that. In this segment, we're going to concentrate on 30 and 40-somethings. To do that, we have a 30-something. Brandon Arbs, Annex Ignite, right? Hey, Danny. Yep. Yeah, welcome back. Business Insider published an article that about three things that 30 and 40-somethings tend to forget when planning for retirement. And let's talk about it. The first point they make is that 30 and 40-somethings need to contribute to more than just their 401ks. Right, yeah. You know, the fact of the matter is diversification isn't only achieved in an investment portfolio. You want to have diversified money out there. That means bank accounts. That means non-retirement assets and non-retirement assets that you can actually put into the market. There's a common misconception out there that investing is only for 401ks. It's only for IRAs. Well, that's wrong. A lot of the folks that we help here, we help with individual accounts or joint accounts or trust accounts 
Those are accounts that are above and beyond, you know, maybe that emergency savings that they have stashed at the bank that they're looking for more growth in, but they're still able to access those funds when they need them. I was guilty of that. I mean, in my 30s, I didn't know except to pile stuff into my 401k. I didn't know that there were other avenues. Exactly. And, and you know, a lot of folks out there, they, they're still, in my age group, they're still building the emergency savings fund and that that's perfectly fine. But once you get to the point where you're starting to have a little bit too much come in, that's when we want to talk about what are your next goals? Of course, we have retirement down the line, but do we need to replace a vehicle in five years? Do we want to put a new roof on the house? We want to move. That's a big one these days. So having the financial flexibility to access funds that are growing with the market penalty-free ahead of retirement is very important. How about the little secret weapon that's actually not so secret, but the HSA, the healthcare savings account, that thing is the bomb, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's actually what I consider the number one tax shelter that exists today. Funds go in tax-free, they grow tax-free, and so long as you use them on qualified medical expenses, it's tax-free on the way out. Above and beyond that, in some cases, you can invest a portion of that account so you can see significant growth if you're talking about a time span of 20, 30 years. And the fact of the matter, Danny, everyone's going to have health care expenses in the future. Oh, believe it. You get a couple of kids in, you know, all of a sudden they're playing hockey or lacrosse or something or dance or anything. One broken leg, oh, yeah. that HSA is going to come in pretty handy. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the things that 30 and 40-somethings will miss or might miss when planning for retirement. And we were talking about this tax implications for contributions. That's a big thing. It is. Benjamin Franklin said the only certainties in life are death and taxes. So with retirement contributions, it's important to remember that Uncle Sam is going to get his piece of the pie at one point or the other, right? So it's important to plan when and how much he can get. You know, many folks I work with have pre-tax, have their Roth assets, which will allow them to effectively manipulate their tax bracket in the future. If the income need for $100,000 and you've only got pre-tax assets in retirement, you have to pull $100,000 out of that account and your effective income for that year is $100,000. Now, if you go in with a couple different taxable buckets, Roth IRA, pre-tax account, you can effectively manipulate the amount of taxes that you'll pay. If you take 50 out of one, 50 out of the other, well, now you've just reduced your taxable income for that year in half. You mentioned Roths, and that is something that I would think that the Annex Ignite team would alert our clients to and guide them to that if it works. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually the second best tax shelter that exists out there, in my opinion today. Having the Roth IRA tax-free growth, tax-free on the way out, no required minimum distributions. It's even an account that we talk to people that are a little bit further down the uh, the timeline about Roth conversions because it is just such a, a very unique account to have. Things that 30 and 40-somethings might miss when retirement planning the next is something I can confirm. Your goals and values are going to change over time. And Brandon, you can say, okay, boomer, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it comes to retirement planning, it's a simple fact is life does change. It evolves and, and it does that over time. Another certainty is that everything will change. We're kind of existing in our little bubble right here today. And many folks aren't thinking about what it's going to look like in 10, 15, or 20 years. So priorities evolve, healthcare changes, interests, values, marriages, all of those things tend to change. And, and it's important to stay in front of and have some financial flexibility with you know the decisions that will ultimately come in, in the next few years. Brandon, we are always ready to be a strong fee-only fiduciary partner when it comes to investment and retirement planning. And Annex Ignite is a solid choice for somebody who wants to put things in the right order with efficiency. That's right. Yeah. So we, we built Annex Ignite specifically for 
folks that are in the accumulation stage of their their life saves. So basically just starting out at a job or maybe they've been there growing a family, you know, folks that are basically in the 30, 40 years, year range who are accumulating and they're beginning to get to a point where their complexity of their financial plan is getting a little bit out of whack or maybe over their head or maybe they just haven't realized. Gets to the next level, exactly. right? Get a pro in. It's it's next level financial planning is, is what it is. And what we do here on the Ignite team is we want to identify what goals are important to you now and what kind of gaps that might exist within your current financial plan so that we can put you on a path to financial success and financial um, independence in the future, considering all of the goals that you have in mind. I love when I see clients come in and they've got a couple children in tow. That means that they're doing something that's fantastic. Brandon Arps, Wealth Manager with Annex at Night. Thanks for your time today. You're welcome, Danny. Thanks for having me. Our estate planning team handles complex situations. One might be deeding a home to someone else. Why would it happen and how does it happen? Next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine. Chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference? This is a team segment, deeding a home to somebody. Easy peasy, right? Well, maybe not. Jill Martin's our estate planning attorney at Annex. She heads our estate planning team, and she's joined us to talk about this. Hello, Jill. Hi, Danny. For starters, what's the typical reason someone would deed a property to somebody else? And first off, I should say, is deeding basically you're giving ownership to the other person? Yes. So that's a good point, right? If, if we're transferring real estate from one person to another, that's done through a deed, right? That's recorded with the Register of Deeds office that shows when title passes from one person to another. Who are these amazing people that give things away like this? Well, you'd be surprised. A lot of people do, especially when we're talking about having a second property up north or a vacation home somewhere, right? That's a legacy asset that a lot of times people want to make sure stays in the family. What happens is there's more than just doing the deed to get the house transferred to someone else. So this is not like a DIY project that involves a little bit of paperwork and somebody that knows how to do that. It it does involve paperwork. And if it's something where you're in the real estate industry and you do this a lot, Sure, you could do it yourself. Generally, what you need to do is a deed. There's a variety of different types of deeds, though, so you're going to need to know which type of deed you're doing. Then there's also going to be a transfer tax return, which it's called a real estate transfer tax return in Wisconsin, where you're paying a tax to transfer that property. Some don't have a fee, some do, so you're going to have to be familiar with that process. And then the other complicating factor is, is 
is there still a mortgage or home equity line on that property? Because the bank is not going to just let you transfer it to whoever you want if you're still on the hook for a liability attached to that. Okay, my DIY project means changing a, a faucet. I'm not doing something like that. That sounds difficult. So, is deeding a property to somebody else, does that mean it's, it, is it viewed as a gift? Is this a transaction? It, it can be. It absolutely can be. Unless you are getting paid for whatever you're giving to another person, it's a gift, right? So if I have a piece of real estate that's worth $100,000 and I'm going to put you on the deed as a co-owner with me, I'm making a gift of $50,000 worth of value to you unless you pay me that $50,000, right? So that's actually a legal gift when we just add people on to title. And so that's where things get really, really complicated, that we have to be very cautious about what are we doing and why. This is more of a question for our tax team, but could you just like sell it for a dollar? I've seen that. So unfortunately, that's still a gift because you're selling it at less than fair market value. So again, if I went out on the street and found someone to buy that house for me, right, I'm going to get fair market value for that. So if I sell it to somebody for a dollar... That's an implied gift because I didn't get full market value for so it. So somebody's thought of this before. I'm they just have, and the IRS has caught people on this. <laughs> yes. So Jill Martin's our estate planning attorney at Annex. We're talking about deeding property to somebody else. I've got to guess that you've seen cases where it's done improperly, and somebody needs to go in and clean it up. Well, it, it improperly, or maybe without all of the thought process that goes behind, what are the ramifications of this gift? A lot of times, we see this in a scenario where mom and dad want to protect the house from a long-term care event. So they don't want to have to sell their house to pay for long-term care, right? So what do they do? They transfer the house to their three kids and they still get to live in it. Okay, that might not be a bad idea, but there are tax consequences that come along with that, especially if it gets more and more complicated, the more kind of bells and whistles we try and put on that transaction. So just giving the house to your kids so that you're protected, we have to watch for the five-year look-back period for Medicaid. We have to watch, is that gift really included in mom and dad's estate or not? Because if not, they don't. then the kids don't get what we call that step up in basis when mom and dad die. So if the kids turn around and sell that house, there's capital gain implications that come along with it. So just deciding that you're going to deed the property over to your kids comes with a lot of other things that we need to think about. It's not as simple as it sounds. So there's a clean or best way to do this. And I'm guessing that anybody that's considering that, you got to put a team to, to work because it affects a portfolio. It affects tax status, I guess, in certain ways. And you got to have a capable estate attorney. Your usual advice is, let's just start at the beginning? Yeah. Usually when people are starting to contemplate planning, whether it's Medicaid protection planning, or it's that second vacation home that they want to get to the next generation now, it's important to make sure we're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. So we want to talk to an estate planning attorney and even maybe a real estate attorney to make sure we're doing it in the most tax efficient manner, but also to make sure that we're doing it legally appropriately so that we don't have issues that come up later. And it's not like we're trying to throw a bunch of different attorneys into the room. We're just trying to do it right. Correct. Right. And what happens is, is if you do this by yourself, it can get messy. And then to your point, there's all of a sudden unintended ramifications that come down the line for family members way after the fact. Oh, I'm a big fan of hiring a pro. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank you. This is good. Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management, talking about deeding property to somebody else. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome, Danny. Comfort shows. You'd think with all the different shows streaming, you'd watch something different every night. 
Instead, the list of shows you plan to watch grows, but you're stuck re-watching Friends for the 48th time. Why do we do that? Because it's comfortable. It's the same for financial advice. You want financial advice? You could search Google or YouTube or Reddit and find options from experts of all stripes. Even then we resort to behaviors that make us feel comfortable, even if that behavior is nothing. At Annex Wealth Management, we understand that during times like this, it's tempting to do nothing at all, but that means you're back to watching repeats again. It's time to change the channel. Take a look at where you are and where you're headed. Reevaluate your goals. Understand what you own and why. Put your plan through our rigorous financial analysis. Annex can help. AnnexWealth.com. Set up a time when we can talk. Know the difference and work with a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. I had a really good sample of the things that we do at Annex Wealth Management. Heard from our investment team. We heard from our estate planning team from our retirement planning team, from our retirement plan services team. Great example of all the things we do, because when it gets down to it, it's investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning, and we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Process quite simple. So if you want to get into shape for 2023, especially in early 2023, what you need to do is head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. While you're on the website, make sure you read our story. Look over the Know the Difference checklist. That is a very important piece of the way that Annex Wealth Management operates. Our best to you. Thank you so much for listening in 2022. Hope to see you in 2023 happy and healthy and pointed in the right direction for where you want to go in retirement. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Thanks for listening. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.